Ah, such lovely warm weather for a, a relaxing time. Oh, wait a minute, I've just remembered. It's time for the weekly podcast. Better get on with it. I'm Roger Stamp, bringing you music and chat from your friends in the church. And this week it's half term, so I've compiled a collection of the best recordings from the last ten weeks when the podcast has been going. Paul Scott on Dogs and Sheep. The cartoon shows a dog standing on a soapbox and addressing a crowd of sheep. Carl Smith Haggett, out for a bike ride. And it was beautiful. The sun was shining. The grass was green, the sky was blue. You could hear the lambs in the field and the birds were singing. Kirsten McCorkle with both music and chat. The Lord's my shepherd and he leads us as we go through our life. Plus music from Kay Tucker and Rachel Ellis. But first, a whole group of St John's Church musicians, all performing remotely. Waymaker.
St. John's Church Musicians with Waymaker. If you would like to record a short piece of music or chat for this podcast, I'd be delighted to hear from you. Just record it using a voice recording app on your phone. It's fairly easy to do. Email it to me and then I'll put it in the podcast for the following week. If you need any help with this technical stuff, just ask. I'll talk you through it. Paul Scott has been looking at cartoons of dogs and sheep. The cartoon shows a dog standing on a soapbox and addressing a crowd of sheep. Beware of men, he is saying. They pretend to be your friends and then they rob you of your wool and steal your children to eat. At one side a couple of farmers are leaning on a gate watching. One farmer says to the other, There's that dog worrying the sheep again. The cartoon plays on the two different meanings of the word worry. On the one hand, it can mean causing someone to feel troubled over possible problems. On the other, it refers to the action of a dog chasing and attacking sheep. Of course, if you're a sheep farmer, you might be worried about worrying. According to my dictionary, it comes from an old English word meaning to strangle. Later, it came to mean to seize by the throat and tear. It was only in the late 19th century that it took on the meaning of feeling anxious or troubled. Well, there's been plenty to worry about since then. I guess it's something we all do from time to time. I certainly do. But it's a pointless activity. A wise woman once said that worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't actually get you anywhere. 
Does the Bible have anything to say about worry? Indeed it does. Jesus often had to tell his followers not to worry. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, he told them. It was the disciples who got worried. Master, we tried to cast this demon out and it wouldn't come. Master, there is someone casting out demons in your name. Master, these women want to bring children into your presence. Throughout all of this, Jesus remained calm. He knew he didn't have to worry because he had a loving father who was always there to help him. Perhaps if I were to remember this, I shouldn't need to worry so much. Paul Scott Now, just because we've all been at home while taking part in Zoom church services, that doesn't mean we don't have to get any exercise. Rachel Ellis led worship with a song that you can do all the actions to, you know, pat your head and dance around and that sort of thing. I will bend down, it's called, and let's hope we can all get back up after we've finished. I will bend down and touch my knees, then I'll touch my toes. Now I'll stand up straight again and hold on to my nose. I will Rachel Ellis. A few weeks ago, around Easter, Carl Smith Haggett went for a bike ride with his family. Today I went on a, a bike ride with Karen and Daniel and it was beautiful. The sun was shining, the grass was green, the sky was blue, you could hear the lambs in the field and the birds were singing and it was such a, a freedom, a freedom that we could do whatever we want yet around the world even in today there's many many people that aren't free and maybe with the virus at the moment even more so people feel imprisoned and trapped and I was watching a film called Just Mercy and in this film is set in Alabama there's a guy that's in prison on death row true story and in the end it works out that he's an innocent man. And his lawyer turns around when they're talking about overturning the death penalty and says, we need conviction in our hearts. 
and it really smashed me. It smashed me for a few reasons, because growing up, I never believed the Jesus story. Yet, I went on to find out for myself that an innocent man was tortured, ridiculed, and murdered, crucified, and yet came back to life. And I really feel that if you haven't had that conviction in your heart already, and include myself, then we need that conviction. In that film also it said this, if it can take one man, one person, to follow this man's lead, we can change the world for the better. And I really believe that. I really believe that by Jesus took the lead, by us following him, by us not being ashamed or afraid to speak out of what we believe, what we know and what we experience, that this indeed will change the world for a better place. Hearts that know mercy cannot stay silent. Don't let your heart stay silent today. Carl Smith Haggett. Music now from Kay Tucker and David Blackwell. Someday.
I've not been counting the days, but it's ten weeks since the start of the lockdown. In that time, there have been so many lovely moments in this podcast. Around Easter, Kirsten McCorkle recorded The Lord's My Shepherd. Kirsten McCorkle. She went for a walk on Sunday with her husband. We went for a walk, Nelson and me, on Sunday through the cycle tracks down by the Red River at the back of our house. And I was very conscious of Nelson being so careful to look after me on that walk. He went in front of me and checked that the way was clear for me to get through the narrow parts on the path without having to worry about social distancing and was always looking ahead and to the side and behind me to check that my way would be clear. And it put me in mind of the old collect from the Book of Common Prayer, which starts with a request that the Lord would prevent us in all our doings, which I always found strange until I understood that the word prevent used to mean to go before in other words, the collect was asking the Lord to be in front of us in everything that we did. And that put me in mind of Psalm 23, of course, the Lord's my shepherd, and he leads us as we go through our life. And he leads us through the valley of death, the valley of the shadow of death. And I think it was Paddy and Anne Beresford who made the point that you go through the valley of the shadow of the death, you don't get stuck in it. I've always found that immensely comforting.
His goodness will lead me home. His goodness restores my soul. Kirsten McCorkle. I'm Roger Stamp. Thanks for listening. Keep well. <laughs>